0: Welcome back to another episode of Hey Alexa. Today I have Jeff Folger, who is a photographer, artist. He's been interviewed by PBS, CBS, the Weather Channel. He's the foliage guru. And I also have April Bilafelt, an award-winning published fine arts photographer and a photo guide and a photo travel guide. Today we're going to talk about their stories, how they met and how they work together and um, just hear what they have to say. Hey guys, how are you? Great wonderful um well thank you guys for joining me um i'm really excited to talk we talked a little bit before like the recording started but i'm excited to hear your stories um and like how you guys met and how you guys have been doing this traveling this travel guide
1: (laughs) well where to start um i'm not sure where i met april um i think she probably found me more than anything else um (laughs) several years back and um you know, we've been talking um, over what's going to happen with the each autumn as they arrive uh, in New England. And we've, uh, you know, just had a ongoing, um, you know, helpful relationship to, uh, you know, she brings people, uh, tourists uh, into uh, New England. And uh, I have eh, an abiding interest in what is going to happen each fall. <laughs> what do you think, April?
2: Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I think I re- I found uh, Jeff Folger when he was working for Yankee magazine and he has a fabulous, incredible blog where he shares tips on fall foliage predictions. And I fell in love with New England in the fall. I don't even know how many years now. I hate to say, cause it kind of ages me, <laughs> but you know. um, yeah. And we've just had this ongoing relationship of sharing information and encouraging travelers from all over the world to really support finding the local gems and, you know, digging a little deeper to really experience new England. Cause it's more than just taking pictures. It's more than just getting that now Instagram worthy shot. It's much more than that. And Jeff yeah. and I share that love. We have that same vision for what we hope people really get out of it and now really support because a lot of these places, unfortunately with everything that's been happening in the last few years, yeah, it's if we want these unique places to stay, these fun little places that we we love to go to get pancakes or find maple syrup or the cider donuts, we have to visit them instead of stopping just at the regular, you know, big name places that I, I'm not even going to mention. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no, I totally agree. So how did you
0: come April how did you come to find like New England obviously New England's a state but
2: I mean yeah I know I know we before we went on the podcast it's kind of interesting because a lot of people think I live in New England but I grew up in the Midwest and I always had this love of the change of season so once I moved to the west coast um, and the coastal areas of southern California you don't get that dramatic change of season you don't get those bright red leaves. You don't get the, crunch, you know, you just don't yeah. get the whole experience. It's completely different. So for my own soul, every fall, I had to start trekking back. And as I started trekking back, other people started seeing my photos and they're like, Oh my gosh, where did you see that? You know, a lot of people, unfortunately in big cities, you know, whether it's, um, Los Angeles, San Diego, um, Texas, even they may not realize how wonderful it is right here in the United States. So yeah, kind of what started that. And I've always, I always joke that I think my name, my mom named me April. I wasn't even born in April. <laughs> Maybe I should have been called autumn. Cause that's, that's my favorite, I think, favorite season.
0: Yeah. I like, that's the one thing I love about living in Michigan. I hate the winter. I'm not a fan. It's too cold. <laughs> so I would prefer like fall and then like summer. If we had the two seasons, I'd be good. (laughs) But I like the change. And I like the change in clothing. And I like the change in weather and scenery. But I I don't like the cold.
2: (laughs) Right, right. And Jeff lives in Salem. So he gets.
1: get all sorts of interesting um, weather and people out here. In the uh, October time period, we start doing haunted happenings. And that brings in people from around the world to experience the witch city and um, (laughs) I try I try to get them back out of the city you know and go to visit a few other things but a lot of times it's just what you know they ask you know where should I go you know when should I be there and you know some people come down and say well we're doing we're coming in for Halloween but what else can we see and you know it's trying to make some other suggestions for them to explore the local areas uh, of New England.
0: And it's like, it's such a pretty place. Like, I've heard a lot about it and I've seen like pictures, and it's such a nice, quaint area.
1: It is. uh, It's not a a really big city. Uh, Right. Probably about 30, 40,000 people altogether. But we're pretty close together down here. Um, But the uh, getting out away from sizable towns like this, uh, you know, Boston, you know. Right. uh, down in Connecticut, you know, Hartford, you know, getting away, all of a sudden people find out the clock stopped and they'll be in, um, you know, Petersham, Massachusetts. They'll be up in Palm Fret, Vermont, um, over into, uh, you know, Eustis, Maine. And they're like going, well, I'm going to go and uh, get dinner at, you know, the big name, you know, restaurant or Mm -hmm. something. And it's like, Well, it's kind of more of a bar that happens to serve food. Um, (laughs) It's uh, Oh, they're not open on Monday nights uh, because there's just not enough people to get those meals. So you got to wait. You got to hold off and have your dinner on Tuesday instead. And it's like, oh, my goodness, uh, what happened here? You know, there's no there's not a place when you get to these small little villages. There's not 10, 15, 20 restaurants. There's one, maybe two. Um, You know, so it's like people. Have to really, I find, think about it. I've run into this. My wife and I uh, travel together and uh, all October, late September, early November. And one of the things we've found recently, especially in the last couple of years, is the number of restaurants is a lot lower when you get out into the uh, rural areas of yeah, New England. Of and course. Sure it's probably the same across the country. You get into rural areas, you don't have the number of, hmm well, restaurants but I'm trying to think of the other term I want but you know just
0: like public all the places. considerations
1: public places that you would yeah. be going you' be thinking about like a lot and, of stores
0: uh, like the big stores and all that like they're not as much
1: no no you've got little um, you know uh, you don't have a big mall you'd have a maybe a roadside plaza with five six stores in it and you just ran through the entire town in those five or six stores yeah you know if you go to Peach and Vermont there's you, know, you get to the center of Peachum and it's like well the general store actually closed down but there is a little store um, right on the end that has uh, a deli and uh, there you go that's the big downtown of Peachum Vermont it is quaint it is beautiful um mm-hmm. you know lovely area but <laughs> there's not much there
0: right and it's but it's almost that's like what gives it it's like sweet like I can't think of the right word but like the charm Wait, I charm yeah. quaintness like yes. it almost is yeah. nice to be able to like have to go a little bit further to go to yep. somewhere big it, like because that just takes up the whole like it makes it not as special
1: yeah uh, when you we have the to, big stores well yeah uh, and it's like we were over near in western Massachusetts this last year this last fall and you know we'd get up in the morning the um, person running the uh, bed and breakfast said Well, you need to um, go up the road, two towns over, and you'll find the place for breakfast. And it's like, okay, up the road. Was that left (laughs) out of here or was that a right out of here? Oh, there's no Wi-Fi in this area. None. No cell service for the next three towns until you get to Plainfield. And it's like, you know GPS. Oh, uh, let me get my phone out. And I'll get the map. Oh, the map's not working. I'm offline.
0: See, that's oh, the hard oh. part. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's like okay, so I have you know in the car, I have a GPS built in, and it's a real GPS, but it's not as full featured as having that Google information <laughs> flow that we're used to. And it's like I was getting scared. It's like it's you know it's you know five thirty in the morning, five, and it's uh, foggy extremely foggy and I'm on the road and it's like okay do I turn here do I go oh it's a dirt road now uh-oh uh, hmm. yeah, so it was a lot of fun um, <laughs> I was not expecting that in western Massachusetts as much you know if yeah. I'm up in northern Vermont okay I expect that sort of you know effect but I tend to have better wi-fi cell service up in northern Vermont than I did in western Massachusetts that's, this year so, that's it was so crazy. crazy
0: yeah that's crazy. Crazy. I know
1: uh, I think that's it was. The- Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. It was just, it was just a beautiful area though. It's like, we get on the back roads and it's like, you know, time stopped. And it was oh, like yeah. just little villages that you'd travel through. And it's like, you you've passed through the town and you're like, did I blink? What, what, yeah. where did it go? <laughs> you know, um, we went to, um, uh, the town of, uh, we went to Mount Washington when we were in Massachusetts and that is a town mount washington it's in the lower as far west southwest as you can get in massachusetts and still be in massachusetts and it's a town you know there was a uh, there's a church there there is the on the back of the church is the meeting not quite a meeting house but a a building for the town to meet at and everything and that was the town of mount washington and it was like wow yeah, you know and it's like it, it was you know just a gorgeous little place to visit but it's like you you drive right by you'd see a church oh okay there was a church back there you didn't know you just passed through the town entirely right. yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly that yeah. and a lot of those roads like jeff is saying the dirt roads and stuff you're not sure if you're actually on a legitimate road and it's you know <laughs> he and i both have paper maps we're carrying around and even getting your paper maps sometimes you're like is this really a road or is this just the cow, the farmer's path to the next field? I mean, I've turned down some and I see something amazing. And then I've literally a couple of them, they keep getting narrower. And then it's like, (laughs) I think it's time to try to turn around or back out or, you know, there's no road signs sometimes. Yeah. You got to get used to like knowing which town you're going to because oftentimes the road isn't notated by a route number like we're used to seeing but it actually it'll say you'll come to an intersection and it'll say to Newfane or to Grafton or to Mexico or you know there's all these crazy crazy signs in Maine and you're like uh which way did I want to go
0: and I think that's also the thing like with my generation because it's the, it's the paper maps. It's like we're so reliant yeah. on our phones. You mean like these? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I think we need you to know. learn the maps better. Because right. for those instances that our GPS doesn't work, well, what are we supposed to do?
2: Right. Exactly. Exactly.
1: And, um, yeah, those are some of the best finds, though, are on those out-of-the-way roads. Yes. Um, you know, I was on a road called Fowler's Mill. And the only reason I took it is because of the name yeah fowler <laughs> mill there's got to be a mill there somewhere there's a mill building a grist mill something no i never found a darn thing oh
2: you but did after i all did that. not
1: but after all of that i found um uh, a view of uh, uh mount chakura up in new hampshire there and we're in tamworth in that area and i've written several articles about that whole area but you know you're traveling along the road and i looked in my rearview mirror because everything in front of me kind of treesy and everything is kind of nice but yeah uh but I look behind me and it it was all open behind me oh. that I came through and it was just a view of the mountain range you know Mount jacura and the other hills around it and it was like ah <gasps> brakes okay yeah. you know I slam on the brakes get out take a few pictures and it was like wow and yeah. it was just a dirt road. You know, just yeah. it just happened that they were they, they'd they cleared enough of it that you could see the entire mountain range. And it was just, you know, one of those things that's just very special when you do find things like that. Half the time, that's the biggest problem. Um, we can't see all we can't see the fall colors for the trees. because right. You're <laughs> in the trees. You, you know, I look for um, areas where you can get above it, you know, get out. Um, we found one last fall up in Maine. Um, Oh boy, I'm trying to think of the name of it. Quill Hill, I think. Okay. And it is um, 360 degree hill that you get a, a complete mm-hmm. view of all the surrounding range up near Rangeley uh, for uh, Maine. And it's a gorgeous area. It's, it's, it was like, wow, somebody had told me about it. You know, we I got an invite from the owner. I could come up for free. I think they want a donation if you go up there, okay. but it's like, you know, it is just a beautiful 360 degrees. No matter where you look, you've got a view that goes on forever.
2: Oh, nice. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's why the state parks too, look for the state parks like Jeff writes about with the fire towers. Some of them, you know, if you're able, climb up in those fire towers just so you can see the carpet of trees that you can see over.
0: You almost forget like like how many amazing things the U.S. has to offer. It's like people love to go <laughs> to the Caribbean, to Europe, to all these, to see all these views, but it's like we have it right in our own backyard. Like even up north, Michigan has some of the small towns that are gorgeous and has all these views, and it's just so pretty that we take, we take that for granted.
1: Right. Yeah, the, right. Um, the uh, lighthouses that you have on Lake Michigan yeah. there, I've got a friend who spent a lot of time up there and he showed pictures of, you know, the uh, wind-stepped ice that it, it yeah. was blowing yeah. all over it on those things. And it's like, wow, it's just incredible to see those. And, you know, it's like everybody thinks, well, lighthouses, let's go to, let's go to Massachusetts, go to Maine, we can see all the lighthouses there. Well, li- big lakes like that have lighthouses as well. Right. And uh, so there's a lot to see that can be seen all around the country.
2: Oh, yeah, and there are a lot of... Um travelers that have recognized that new england for the fall colors the bright reds which other areas don't get you know colorado you get a change of colors but you don't get the reds and the reds and oranges are what really draw some of us travelers. but yeah we've got you get more travelers now coming from japan coming from other countries but yeah just their concept because sometimes they don't have a concept they look at the map of the new england area and they think like yeah i want to fly in here and i want to go to boston and i want to go to new york city and i want to go right to but Acadian why not National focus Park there and, yeah like why not like focus a, new england right and they try to include way too much so
1: yeah definitely I are going to drive from education. boston yeah. up to acadia and then I'm and, uh, later that day after i get to acadia i'm going to drive over to Rangely, and then i'll end up at uh, mount washington and it's like you don't quite realize how far that really is, and uh, you know, you, you just did about a three-day trip right there, maybe four days, uh, just conveniently doing it. Um, because half the time, people will send me emails or messages saying, "You know, I've got this plan, this plan, this plan, this plan, and I want to see all six states, and I want to do this." I'm like going, "Well, let's let's back up a little bit. Do you plan on getting out of the car? You can do all six states in one day. It is possible." Um, you're not going to see anything really. Um, a lot of trees, um, gas station every time you fill up. And, but, you know, if you want to plan on get, ever getting out of the car, having a meal, going to the bathroom, anything, you've got to scale it back. And I try to give people reasonable expectations. That's mm-hmm. my goal, is because if you have reasonable expectations of what you see, can do, and hope to see, they're happier. And if they're happier, they they start making this, you know, instead of being a bucket list, I'm going to do it one time and I'm done. And next year I'll do something else. It's like, well, I suggest they make it a, you know, make it a, if not a yearly, but make it every couple of years, every two or three years, come back and do some more. And that makes for a much better vacation experience. You know, I don't, I hate, um, and I hear it from everybody else. I hate having the, I want a vacation from my vacation. Yeah. When I'm done. Yeah, I get sure. back and I'm dead tired and I gotta go back to work. And it's like I didn't have a vacation, you know? Right. And it's like, you know, we right. try very hard to drive a a low amount of miles as possible. Um sometimes that doesn't work because I'm yeah. trying to get an idea of what's happening out there and tell everybody where the fall colors are. What did I find this particular weekend? You know, I was up in Northern Maine or I'm up in uh, next week, next week, I'm up in uh, Northern Vermont. And it's like, I'm going around trying to figure out, you know, getting reports from April and other photographers and um, you know, anybody who's out, you know, trying to go, okay, here's what we had this particular weekend. This is what you can look for next weekend. Right. Things like that
2: right so and it's not a perfect science either i mean you know nope. the goal is to again like jeff said i get these uh, requests too or i just recently had someone they're like yeah this is our bucket list we're celebrating our anniversary we want to see all seven states we want to fly into new york city and cover this and in, in like 10 <laughs> days and i literally had to like talk them down off the, you know like the big picture and say well it's doable but in autumn you know, it gets dark by six o'clock. If you want to enjoy your evening and have a nice meal and have conversation and sit outside and actually take the cog railway up to the top of Mount Washington or ride a you know one of the snow they do the um they take the ski lifts and they they you have the little gondolas and you can those are fun to ride up and see over the fall colors to do any of that you need to like downsize that considerably so i hate to sometimes feel like i'm the bearer of bad news but (laughs) on the other hand i try Mm -hmm. to like you know let's pick these things down you know, leave New York needs to go on its own trip. Boston almost needs to be its own weekend another time. And if you really want to focus on, you know, a taste of right now and then plan to come back. That's what I say. I so said, don't make it feel like you have to try to knock this all out. It's it's just, you're not going to be happy. You're not going to go back. All you're going to have is windshield memories. And that's just not, not the same. Yeah.
0: So to change gears a little bit, I have a question for both of you. Um, How, for April, how did you become a photo travel guide and Jeff, how did you become the
2: foliage guru? Whoever wants to go first. Um, The photo travel guide? Well, like I said, I fell in love with uh, New England in autumn and I was working full time, but I always, everyone in my office with families often wanted to take their vacation naturally in the summer. So I would work all summer in exchange for like, hey, can I take all my vacation days in October? and i started going back and i like i said i entered my photos shown them showed them locally at the art group and the photography group and and then people were like wait where did you get that amazing photo so i slowly just organically started you know taking people and now it's fun to bring people in from you know i get people from texas i get people from australia different individuals that just honestly never realized what's out there and that's the most enjoyment is really taking someone out of a city, I, I mean, I have great stories of some of the travelers from Los Angeles. They, like Jeff said, we drive through a little town and they're like, "Wait, it was wait, was that it?" And then you know, it was a post office, a country store, a square, and I'm like, "Yeah, do we need to go back?" And you know, you're trying to see as much as you can and get to the scenic locations. Um, but again, a lot of times we're slowing down and they're like, when they look at the map at the end of the day and realize we really didn't go that far, but yes, you got like amazing photos of a barn, a country store, and you'd got to talk to locals and eat lunch on a bench outside watching the leaves fall and watching maybe the train come in in Conway or something. I mean, so that's kind of how it started and it just, that's my love I'd rather see now other people get wall hangers, award winners, um, because that brings me joy that I was able to give them those experiences or create yeah. that anniversary trip that they'll talk about for years. That, that's what gives me joy now. And that's what I hope to continue to do.
0: Oh, I love that. And then what about you, Jeff?
1: Well, I uh, retired from the Air Force in 2003, you know, showed up up here. I visited like the last four, three, four years before that you know, towards September, early October, I'd take vacation um, from, you know, my service. And um, then um, I, I, my sister would try and, you know, take us out on, you know, a day trip out up into New Hampshire and stuff and try and figure things out where, where the fall colors are. And um, then when I retired, um, I started doing, I, would, I didn't have a job at the point, that particular point, And I was uh, exploring and I, would uh, you know, I, it was like, uh, mid-September, I go up to up towards uh, Conway, New Hampshire, and it's like green, very green. What am I doing wrong? I found uh, Yankee Magazine had a, uh, uh, a we- their website had a group of people on there. You know, it's it, a forum. And it was, uh, I'd ask questions, and I'd learn to readjust all my thinking. And by, you know, the next year, um, they, um, you know, people started asking me questions. You know, I I was one of the ones in the know now and it kept going and I started helping people. Um, I started helping out in the forum and Yankee Magazine asked me, well, uh, about three years later, do you want to blog for us? And I'm like, really blogging? What's blogging? And (laughs) um, yeah, and uh, that started my, uh, you know, lessons on, you know, how to blog and what to blog. And uh, because I really did like giving people good information i wanted you know i found that most of the places on the internet you got junk information or are only part of the story and you know i did that for a number of years and then i went off on my own and um they started calling me you know before i left uh, jeff foliage and uh so i just took that and ran with it and i created JeffFoliage.com this is my website my blog there's Hundreds of articles on there about where to go, when to go, what to look for, um, tools to use, other sites to visit, um, everything I could think of. I try to put out there so people can have a good experience when it comes to exploring. And um, I mean, that information has come up. You know, I had CBS Sunday Morning come in, and you know they they went out with me one weekend. And, you know, they interviewed me, Connor Knighton was on a bench up in the uh, woods in New Hampshire there, actually in Maine. And, um, you know, we uh, just talked about it, you know, and he's like, you know, why do you do this? You know, and it's just, <laughs> I like being helpful. I like that my information is of value to people and it makes their lives a little bit better when it comes to relaxing and not stressing over you know, I'm going to miss the fall colors. Oh no! It's like, <laughs> no, you're not. You're not going to miss it. You're you're going to see fall colors when you come up here, unless you totally ignore everything I say. Um, but you know, it's it's I mean, it's just one of those things. It's you know, trying to be helpful and giving good information.
0: Well, thank you, and and um, thank you guys for coming on today. Uh, we're going to wrap up with just a quick um, rapid fire game, and then you guys can share how to find you. Um, so my first question, and you both can answer, is your drink of choice? Uh, I guess coffee.
1: <laughs> coffee? <laughs> coffee, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. Um. What's your favorite TV show or
1: movie?
0: Oh wow! Mm, how
1: about the well, I would say the um, Mandalorian and all of the Star Wars things on yeah. Disney Plus.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Go ahead, next. <laughs> um,
0: What advice would you
2: guys give to your younger selves? Wow, travel as much as you can, just get out there and and go and do more. I mean, especially in light of the last couple of years, I should have gone far more places. (laughs) Take a vacation day you can and go be outside and
1: get out more, go do more. Don't watch so much TV.
2: Yes, yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then five words to describe yourselves.
1: Hmm. Honest, um, helpful, good husband. I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of something there. Um, yeah, quiet, and inquisitive, quiet,
2: like good guy, uh, good guy, curious. Um, I love everything. I guess I'm just super inquisitive. It's like I can't stick with one book for long. I, I have my hands Yeah, in. <laughs> Very interested in all kinds of things. And then your, the last one is, what does success mean for you? Oh, like I said, if someone comes back from a trip they took that I created for them and has a wall hanger that they can hang on their own wall, they and their wife keep talking about that trip forever and ever, That that's success for me.
1: Yeah, I would say along that same lines, um, those people who uh, leave you know messages on my blog or in my Facebook page saying... Jeff, without you, we wouldn't have had as good yeah. a trip as we did. Yeah. Um, you know, the people who buy my artwork, you know, they, yeah. they put it up on their wall and they say, you know, it just it really makes our day looking at, you know, this art, yeah. at the art you provided for. us. So between the two, I would say those are the things that really make my day.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah.
2: Um, and where can we find you guys? Um, my website yeah. is fallphototrips.com, and I'm also mentioned on Jeff Foliage's site. All yeah. right.
1: And JeffFoliage.com, uh, New England Fall Foliage on Facebook. Um, Instagram would be Jeff Foliage. And, uh, you know, between that, you just, if you, as long as you just look in, find Jeff Foliage, you'll find links <laughs> to all my social media. All right. The blog <laughs> is the most important thing because that's going to lead you to everywhere that you want to find something.
0: All right. Well, this was another episode of Hey Alexa. Thank you guys again. And I will talk to you guys all next time. Bye.